No, no. It look, you came into this world by your fucking self. Okay? And you're gonna leave by yourself. I just wanna like one in this room. Been going through some things. I just wanna clear my brain. These niggas do the most. And these hoes gonna be home. These bitches change up on you. And them niggas do the same. I've been going through some things. Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Follow me, the Diary of Strong Black People. I'm here, back in the rabbit hole, me and B Jizzle. Feel good to be back, man. Hey. It's been a while. Right. It's been a, a good little, a good little break. A good little break, which was much needed. Much needed. Mental health. Yes. Mental health. Yes. Sometimes you hear that to yourself to just, you know, take a bath from things that you got going on. You know what I mean? Uh, put your feelings first. Got to make sure you you straight before you make sure everybody else straight. And I'm glad you had to um, thought about yourself in that moment because you are the the head man in charge of this podcast. So if you ain't if you ain't up the bar. This 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 podcast and be the part, so I'm glad you did what you did. You know. Man, listen. By the way, and let me start off with this. My apologies. Shout out to Joy. Hell. My apologies. You know, I am one that when I set a recording, an invitation, I make sure I follow through with it. And I've been going steady with that for a while. And I've been making sure I hold people accountable that's coming on. And if they can't hold their end of the bargain of coming through, I kind of been not really showing grace and mercy, you know, because my time is valuable. But when I was on that fast, I was closing out my fast when she was supposed to come in. And those, though, that last two weeks was the most crucial two weeks that that fast was whooping my ass. Mm -hmm. And it was some things that came to me that I felt like, damn, it may not be the right time to do it to get on that microphone because for somebody to come in, someone that is so excited, somebody who's willing to come in and she didn't deserve to have that, Justin. Yeah. For that episode, you know, and that was a real hard decision to make. Hey, you telling me, you telling me I was hesitant about testing her. You know, that was that was a real, real hard decision that I had to really say, damn, I may lose this one. Um, because damn, I know a lot of people may think that you bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And damn, you ain't really, it ain't really going like that, and da-da-da. You wanna invite somebody, but it was like, damn, I really, really had to choose 
my mental. I really, really had to choose my mental. And um, and I apologize. And I I want to let you know, I got you down and I promise you, you know, and you're going to bring me some of that chicken salad, you know, and I will make indeed, sure. Indeed. I, I want some too. But I got you. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. That's not me. You know, I just needed to make sure I got myself together to be the best version of me for you when you come on, you know, and this be the best experience that you can have when you come through, you know, and that was my thing. But now, you know, we got a real special guest today. I ran into this guy and Planet Fitness, man, uh, like last, uh, the beginning of this year. And um, I told him about the podcast. We we um, was reminiscing and stuff like that. And he was listening to it and he said, man, you know, got some real good stuff. I want to, I want to come on. And he said, but I'm not ready yet. Let me, let me do some more thinking and listening to it. And let me get myself together. And I was like, man, listen, take your time. But every time we in the gym, we bringing up high school stories, bringing up reminiscing. And um, it was always a good vibe. So when I took my break, I ran into him the other day um, in the gym. And when I told you we were going to record today, um, I said, you know what? It's got to be God because I was thinking about texting him to find a day that was good for him before I met, before I ran into him. But when I seen him, I said, you know what, bro? I took a mental break off of the cast and I'm thinking about restarting in a couple of days. And I feel like day one coming back, what better way than to kick off my return and have you on. And he was like, you know what, man, I'd be honored, you know, and I felt like this was the best time for him. And, you know, some of you guys know him as chief. uh, And some of you don't. Any gross rebel football players know him. But uh, Antonio Freeman. Got your coffee. Got your weed. And your time, and you're gonna be all right. Come on, huh? Hello, everybody. This is your man, Antonio Freeman, Mr. Chief. I know it's been a long time, and I got a lot of updates. A lot of updates. My first time, and not trying to speculate anything, but just honor. First podcast. Very honored. Very excited. My blood's pumping. You know, this, this is a feeling of being known for anything in this life, you know. Tony Freeman, age 33, born and raised in Savannah, Georgia, born in the 80s, loved every bit of it, even though I was just a baby, still love that shit, <laughs> even down to the cartoons and everything, you know, I'm had an interesting life, raised with five kids, Wow, you know, and I was like, it was like, I don't know if it's like the black Brady Bunch, like the brunch. I call it the brunch. Cause like, you know, I have an older brother, older sister, younger brother, younger sister. And I'm like, 
fuck, it's the middle? And y'all ain't got twins? I'm like, man, I was I was trying to like figure out their my parents' budget. I'm like, damn, okay, fine. Y'all got it. Shh. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I only got two kids and I was and I'm doing all right. I can't five. Anyway. Um after high school, I um went in, you know, had some odd jobs here and there, you know, did a little bit of uh security guard work and worked at the movie theaters and you know, I actually went to school. That's how I met my wife at Savannah Tech. Been together with her for over fifteen years. Mm. And that right there is you said it, brother. <laughs> you said it. You said it. Hey, he, he he put that in your mouth to say that right there. You know, and and I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I've been, I've been sometimes it's been rough. You know, especially you've been you know in service. You know, serving, and I do like to ask one thing: a small request. I like to have a moment of silence. I know it may not be Memorial Day, but it's Memorial Day weekend, and I'm like that. Have a moment of silence, real quick. All right. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. That was, that was good. I appreciate y'all. You know, it was, for a man that did his time and raised the hand to serve, it's one of those things that I'm not saying it takes a special person. It takes a special soul. I'm not saying you're not special as an individual. Everyone's special in their own way. And that makes, makes us that what makes us different. But the but the no people that sacrifice their life, their livelihood, you know, their families, their friends, and everything, just so you can live that life. It's a reality check. That's why I'm grateful to my first breath in the morning, to my last breath at night, because I don't remember taking a breath when I'm sleeping. <laughs> All right, that is true. I mean, I know I three do, years. I do know shit. If I if I do start breathing while I sleep, you know shit. Guess I would know I start choking. But I'm, I mean, how I mean, you, yeah. But you're right. And when even when you say that to go and and raise your hand to commit to that service, I just think every man when he walks out that door in the morning to go provide for his children and his family. It's a sacrifice every day, no matter what your occupation is, but your choice of occupation, because the army was your choice. The military was your choice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You weren't drafted. You made that conscious decision to do it. Mm -hmm. And even when you're sworn to be a police officer, mm -hmm. you know, those are choices that you make to go serve, protect, but with that, you're also making a living to provide for your family. And it's so dangerous. And, but you're putting your life on the line for your kids to have a life to Roger live. That. Roger that. So not only that you have the pressures of protecting your own, you got the pressures of protecting people you don't even know. Their freedoms. And their livelihood to be able to walk, talk, do whatever, to be free. Mm -hmm. And not only that, to be able to not have someone breaking the law and putting them in danger. Right. I just, I, that's, that's just, I, I have to salute a person like you 
who does that, you know, who did that, you know, because that takes a lot of courage and guts. And I salute to people that appreciate of what we do. Trust me, it may not be nice, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Someone's got to do it. And we in this day and age that we as a generation see it in plain sight. So, so what made you join? Well, I reason why I was reason why I joined because I realized I fucked up. In somebody in life or in life. Okay. In life is because I want to change my whole outlook. <laughs> you know, I had that I mean, how the hell I'm married and I look like a bum. So you, you wanted a new scenery? Yes. Gotcha. I mean, not 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 just the well, yeah, the scenery, and to experience what I always want to experience. Go to another state and just see what it's like. Just to see what it's like, and you know, and and believe me, and that's not an easy task to getting in. Even when I was coming in, I I felt that test like <laughs> twice. Was it what brand? Army, as that man, my score was so low I can only get into the infantry. That was just nuts, man. That's for the god, man. Man, one time, man, one drill. I told one drill. He was like, "Freeman, what the fuck is your PT score? Thirty two, drill? Oh my god, you are dumber than a jar of eggs." <laughs> Man, I laughed so hard and I did so many push-ups. Yeah. Man, I still think this motherfucker, these arms that I got because of his ass. It was worth the laugh, man, at every push-up. Cause I still was fucking chuckling. That shit that should have been much shit. You know what I'm saying? So the monster had us out there doing two of these. Oh, dude. Bro, the two of these and the one that did stupid shit did the scalding dogs. Yeah. Oh, you know about them scalding dogs. <laughs> Yeah, I know about a lot of them. And always me getting in trouble. It seemed like the monster used to pick on you. Well, you know, I think as a child, I think we may look at it that way. Um, because we are very immature and naive and don't know no better. But as I grew older and who I am now, I realized a lot of that stuff I put myself into. It's a lot of things. He just asked me to do certain things and I just blatantly chose not to. But also, I, growing up in the age where do as I say, not as, as you see I do, I am a person that asks questions. And if you're going to tell me to do something, you need to tell me why. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um you want it, I understand most of the time, like the progress reports thing, you know, you want me to bring my progress reports to you when we go to study hall and bring this stuff to you every single day. And, but you're not realizing that also these teachers feel like when it's time to release us out of the classes, they don't feel like doing that extra shit of me having to go and give them this progress report because Again, they're low paid. 
the tolerance level is so low. We had some teachers who cared, but even those teachers that cared, like Miss Howard and things like that, like they still wanted when that bell rang, they have about five to ten minutes to just breathe as you're walking out their class. So you'd have bombarded them with giving them something and saying, hey, I need you to go in the computer and look at my grade. And now you you may have to click the button, let it load up. You know, now you have to stroll down. Now that's more time that you you have to waste to do whatever. And it's frustrating. So it's like, hey, coach, I'm telling you, my teachers are giving me this type of hell with that. You're not listening to it. So you know what I'm not, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not even going to ask them anymore. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. When Justin, we over, hey, I told you my teacher's tripping about it. You didn't believe me. I'm not, or go talk to him yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I did put myself in a lot of, even going back to Coach, you know, Coach Wilson, you know, a lot of things with Wilson too. It was like, bruh, you're not about to just talk to me any kind of way. Adults was thinking that you can talk to a child any kind of way and you don't admit when you're wrong. But you're going to point out the child's flaws and we just have to take that and take so much verbal abuse from an adult. Yeah. And if we combat that, that's viewed as disrespectful. Mm, okay. I'll give you that and raise you with the eyes of the child sees no wrong. I, and I believe that too, because we don't have any blinders on. Right? We see everything so raw because now if someone's doing something in our face or doing something fake, we are, as children, we're so naive. We don't know what to believe if it's real or fake. However, what we don't know, we don't have filters. We don't know what to turn on and what to turn off mm -hmm. because we are being led by adults from right and wrong. So we have to trust the adults on what they say is right, what they say is wrong because they are the adults. And I feel like a lot of adults back then, that is what they lived off of. Just do what I said, do. And no, no, I, at the end of the day, my mama sent me here for eight hours a day and put trust you to care for me, to educate me for eight hours. So that means you need to treat me. You ain't got to treat me like my parents would at home, but you need to give me something because again, I am out of their care for eight hours. You know how much it takes. Just let's think about the school shooting that just happened in Texas. When you have to kiss your children goodbye and put them in the care of someone else that you don't know for eight hours a day and you're praying and hoping that they come back home safely, bro, that's a lot. And for you to not only some parents too in the black community, we are verbally abused at home. And then to come to school with the pressure of being teased, bullied, and the teachers and the adults don't give a fuck either. They they pile it on too. 
bro, that's too much. And that's why these kids stress me. And I wasn't going to let no fucking adult stress me the fuck out. I wasn't. And you just do what you do. Like, I just felt like I was talented enough to hold my own. If you bench me, you bench me. But show me you going to bench me. So you wanted them to show you. As in, <clears throat> Jay Will, you going to do whatever. I, I ain't going to say you going to do whatever, but you demand your respect. You know what I mean? I'm out here busting my behind, um, running plays for you, and you talking sideways to me. Now, I get it to where if you you mess up on a play, you know what I mean, and he expect you to, your technique to be just as good as you say you are, to where, Jay, you know better. You know not for him to not, you know. Jump outside. You know what I mean? Just something simple like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. Man. I mean, I agree with you. Um, I know my grandma raised me to, you know, always respect, you know, each and everybody. Um, and she, she just didn't play the radio with me. You know, she wanted me in the house by a certain time and all that. And <clears throat> I just feel like it stayed with me. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I know it's a lot of races, you know, going on, but, uh, everybody ain't racist, you know? Every every cop ain't bad. Every teacher ain't bad. You know what I mean? So it's I just treat everybody how I want to be treated. And as you should, you know what I mean? Uh it's just a lot, it's a whole lot going on in this world today. That's why every time I do step out, I'm about to step outside my door. I just ask God to be, you know, my protector from any negativity, anything that I don't see coming around the corner, anything I don't see. Uh, at the job before I get there or anything when I'm getting on the road and it just ask him you know the guy my footsteps you know and and that's the thing too bro it's not like I'm a very I was a very and still am to this day a very respectable person I give everybody respect no matter if I if I agree with the no sir yes sir no ma'am yes ma'am shit no matter what, I still gave you that. You never have to ask me twice about something. As long as you're giving me, you're guiding me, you're letting me know this is why, son. When you, some kids who grow up with no fathers and when those coaches want to claim that they are your father figures, their mentor, your mentor, be that. But be a good one. Yeah. Be a good one. And I am respect, I am respectful. Don't disrespect me because you feel like because I'm a child. I wasn't playing that. You want respect, you're going to show me respect. And that went for Coach Sanders also. You know what I'm saying? A lot of those guys felt like individually they can try, they try. Coach Sanders felt like when we was running, when we was doing, uh, what was it called? The, uh, when we used to run back and forth all the time after practice. What was it called? Suicides? No, it's football. Team from one end to the other. When Demasi had us, when we was all split up in positions. Yeah, I, it's, it's, yeah, I, I remember that. I mean, I it's, 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 it's similar to the suicide. I mean, I, I do remember doing the bear crawl for us. Not that, we was running. So, 
I, we was in our our groups and oh, like, like run ten yards, yeah, back. ten yards back, yeah, yeah and then we yeah. go fifty. But like he was in the way of yes, where yes. we had the running. Was Sanders what, the wide receiver? Yes, okay. he was in the way. So you know the quarterbacks, the wideouts, and the DBs was running together. He was in the way. So the first time I ran, a, you know what I'm saying, it came close. You know what I'm saying? And I really remember him kind of just looking at me in a certain way. So, and I was just like, is this man really just kind of waiting to see if I'm going, you know what I'm saying, run over or something like that? So the next time that we had to come back down, he kind of slid back. And I slapped, ran through that motherfucker. And he got up. And tried to jack and jack me up. I remember the night. Now you, yeah, I remember that night. I remember this. And was like, "What's your issue?" And I was like, uh, "I was like, bro, you in my fucking way." I mean, what you? We getting time doing this. If I don't make the time, you're going to make my group suffer. So the little bit of time that I'm trying to beat the time to get to the line, that means I have to point whatever second. Half a second to get around you to get to the line. Now my group gonna suffer for that. But as an adult, you try me like that. Get out my way. Well, you can go. And I was like, nigga, all right. I mean, I'm I'm really playing football, cause shit. I just don't want to go home. But nigga, I'm not going to the NFL. And yeah, cause you can go, cause you on JV anyway. And I was like, yeah, nigga, but. Y'all the ones who keep asking me why I'm not down here with y'all. Why do I want to play JV? So obviously, nigga, you still mad that I just don't want to conform to what you want me to do. I want to go down there and chill with my homies and have fun in JV. Because that's me being a child. Oh, yeah. I enjoy being a kid. Don't take that from me. You don't rush me to go play varsity when I still got eligibility years in JV. Don't rush me to go play for the school when I still can play rec league. Everybody like, man, you gonna play for the school? No, nigga, I got my young nigga still depending on me in a young league. Okay, let me let me help you out, man. Let me let me share some light of what you're saying, man, because I, I see what you're getting at. They were fucking shit testing you the whole entire time. They will shit test you just so they don't want to see your ass in jail. That's why they shit test you. Because they think you have an anger issue. It is what it is. It was the past. But I never... Forget about that. Exactly. But till, I, and you talk about it till this day. But I never gave them right. anything that makes me be viewed as I blow up. And, and the thing that goes to knowing or feeling like uh, this kid can be a product of his environment. And that's and that's the thing. You can change that. You already changed that by doing what you feel is right. That's what you're only telling me, dog, and I understand it completely. I was just playing devil's advocate because that's what coaches do. They teach discipline and shit tests because they try to teach you the real world. And And that's why when he said that that they picked on me, I was like, you know, I don't, 
I may have viewed it that way when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I do see where I may have added mm-hmm. to a lot of that stuff on my own. But because I'm young and naive and immature, you know, how much accountability do I really have for myself as a child? Okay. To just to take that accountability then and be like, yeah, it's me. It's me. Not as a child. Yeah. So um, you're saying they was pretty much preparing you for the real world. That they that they think that their reality of the real world. Case in point, Coach Tatum. I swear to God, if this man He was he was the one that was in the military, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The wrestling coach. Colonel Tatum. Okay. Gotcha. This man is so awesome. This man, remember the time at Jenkins, went up against Jenkins in 07, 06, 07. And I was just fucking scared. I was fucking scared shitless. I had dudes that was like fucking huge. And I was huge, but they were fucking like, they ate cows before they came to the game and shit like that. And this man, and, and Tatum was like, the fuck is wrong with you? This man grabbed my chest and pushed that scary nigga out of me. Oh, it was up for I, I, bro, it was like it was like a touch from God. I never want to kill in my life until that time he touched me. That was the best shit test I ever had in my life, besides the military. And <laughs> I have never felt so alive in a fucking game when all you hear is Antonio Freeman, number 54, on the tackle. Number 54, and Antonio Freeman on the tackle. My mom and dad was like, we need that fucking tape. Yeah. We need that fucking VHS tape. And they and they got it. And that was your best game? Oh, fuck yeah. Well, no, 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 no. My best game is the losing games. Like Camden. <laughs> oh, thank you, my dad. You, you said, you said. Now they had some big folks out there. Oh my God, yes. Dude, dude. Oh man. They, bro, it's retarded. They got grown men. Like So you saying Jake was eating cows or what what can they eat? Bro, steroid cows. Australian steroidic cows. Okay, that shit is not fucking fair, man. And they fast. Bro. They they take the they take the fast black guys from Florida <laughs> and bring them across the state line. Across the border. Yeah, across the border like they immigrants, bro. <laughs> they take them across the, the state line like they immigrants. They tell them to come play in Camden. And it's like, and then they so fucking fast. I mean, when you look the fuck up, bro, they shoot past you and you don't have no time to think. Bruh. Then the, the line is so big. Yeah, no Bruh. Yes, you're right, man. <laughs> I had a funny ass story about Camden. So on the line, right, we was like noticing how often they were changing their fucking people every four to five plates. Mm-hmm. They changed it to a whole nother group of fucking grown ass men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they had them all standing next to each other, lined up on the sideline. Like, you could pick them up from starters to second string to third string to JV 
to ninth grade. Bro, they all the same. (laughs) And they all look the same. Makes no fucking difference. And we was like, bro, you a ninth grader? Like, yeah, he gonna be here for a while. Like, Shit, he gonna be here after me, man. They had they had the ability to do that. They, it was only one school. In there. <laughs> Just imagine if Savannah High and Jenkins or somebody would have collided. They start doing that now. Yeah, doing it now. But bro, who cares if everybody in Chatham County still come together? They won't look like Camden County. <laughs> <laughs> to beat them. Bruh, bro, they won't look like them, dog. I swear, they to won't look. Like them, I swear to God, I think those are oil machine training big that, kids. That's why you need a discipline. The the right kind of coaches to discipline us to where we can get. Bro, to we had a discipline. We were just too fucking crazy, brother. We had <laughs> we had a, we had the ability to live in the city life. Those they country boys live a different life. Like wrestling crocodiles and shit like, in the morning. <laughs> like Bradwell, stuff oh. like that. When you got like Alan Hurst and Little Wissy, little small, two red light towns that don't really have nothing but land and trailers. So no, and, and no road. So, so you're not, and no road. So you're not no push lawnmower. You riding tractors. Like you chopping down wood. Like, those kids was blocking cows. Like that chickens. was their drill. Huh? Running at the chickens. Chasing chickens. Oh yeah, man. That that fucking that shit works. I ain't gonna lie, that shit works. You tried it? Oh fuck yeah. You got your quicker? In the feet, yeah. Like it 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 it, it, it quickens the hands, eyes, mm-hmm. and then your positioning. Always be in the position where you gotta be. You knowing the chicken movements. So you think you can still get out on that on that field? Fuck no. Fuck no. Bro, it takes a different type of discipline now. Bro. Like, we thought it was bad then. It takes a certain type of discipline to be an athlete now. You mm-hmm. have to eat, sleep, and shit. That sport. Uh, we did that shit and we still got our ass whooping some state in some cities. Nah. So what's different now than what it was back then. You see other people's work ethic on social media. So it has to push you it, to do that. To do that. I mean, yeah. Because cause now you see this workout this guy does. Mm-hmm. You see their ability. Mm-hmm. So now you're like, damn, is that what's getting him that way? Damn, I may need to do it. But is it too hard for me? Mm. If I can't master it, but and then now it comes to a psychological thing to where if you can't accomplish something now in this generation, you begin to be so down on yourself to where you just quit. Dude. You just shut the fuck down. Well, I, I feel like now, like social media is very big in the world today. Uh say for instance, you saying, uh, if we don't see that we getting the things down pat just like we Watching, I, I'm, I'm on a, what YouTube, watching you do your routes and stuff like that. And I, I go out there and I try it out. And I'm like, dang, I can't, you know, get it to where he's doing it. You saying that, you, do you think like the depression would kick in to where? So check it, right? 
you look so let's look at YouTube now and YouTube then. If you type in good running good routes, the number that of that search bar is way different than what you would see now. You can really compare yourself to a lot of different people. So if you see somebody running good routes now, there's a whole ass of other videos now to where somebody who sucks on their routes that you can really look at and compare yourself and be like, well, at least I'm better than him. <laughs> at least I'm better than him. And that will keep and that will keep you. You know what I'm saying? But then you also see other people that's magnificent. And then you like, fuck. Now all these videos are great. Not one person that I'm better than. What the fuck? And yes, the depression, and I wouldn't call it depression. I call it the lack of confidence and the ability to go do it and not worrying about if I fail, master it. Because you may not get it the first time or the second time or the third time. As he said with the asthma. Okay, so, <clears throat> man, beautiful points, yes. But I do have a saying for all that y'all are saying. A master has made more mistakes than a novice. So, yes, when you try to learn something new, you're going to fuck up. That's inevitable. But with consistency over intensity, yes, I mean intensity. You can master just about any fucking thing with time and patience because time is precious. Why waste it on something negative and you can always do some positive things with it? Like, case in point, when you said, oh, that route sucks. I don't think routes suck. I think I can make that route better because I'm a sick professionist. I mean, you could say that. No, not you. I'm sorry. But I could say I'm a sick professionist because I like cleaning my gun from time to time because I know it shoots better. So you should know how to clean my gun? I'm just saying. No, I'm playing. No, I mean, can you? I'm not keen on that. Well, then, Roger, that. Thank you. And I, and you don't have to prove it because I believe you. I mean, yeah, and, that, and that's, that's an issue, issue too, right? I'm glad that's you said an that. issue too. Mm-hmm. We'll be so much in competition to where it don't even have to be a competition. I mean, that just you got your own way of playing your game. I got my own way. He got his own way. But when when you said uh, trying, um, when we looking at YouTube. And we fail and trying to get our steps in order with the CDLs. How many times it took you to get your CDL? She, she, you know a lot. See, and the thing about it, he say two. When he said he fell his ass about two times, I was like, that's nothing. See, the that's fuck? fucking rookie enough. See, I, I failed that. Sh- I failed the written part three times, and I failed the driving part six times. And where did you get that 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 drive? That drive, you feel because me? I'm a sick professional. You feel me? Like I would not like I am not gonna go into something and not complete it. If I have said that I am going to start something, I feel you. and I am going to put way. my time in it, yeah. I am going to perfect it. Man, I am heard. never going to just do it and it fall by the wayside. I if I have moved past whatever that I have done. In my mind, it may not look to anybody else who mm-hmm. cares what anybody else thinks because they're going to have their own opinions and their own critique. But if I left it alone, 
It is because I feel like I have put my all into it and I have became the best at it that I could have been. There was nothing else left. Okay. See, the thing about that, of being a sick professional, the only problem I see is you got to know when to stop. You got to know when to take a break. Because like I stated before, time is precious. There are people out there that got a career out there, put their 20, 30 years into this shit. They haven't been to their kid's birthday party, hasn't been to enjoying their vacation. You know, I mean, some can manage it, but it gets tougher as you get older. Mm -hmm. So that is why I try to come to, I can say this, not how, but try to come in good faith and everything. You got to come in with a breath fresh air and say, hey, how the fuck I'm going to do this? How the fuck, how, how, how I want to fuck this pig? You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I'm going to get this done. What needs to be the, what, what are the foundation steps that I need to take to get this done? And I am qualified for it because you know why? I'm ballsy. I don't give a fuck. I want to get this shit done. So I want to have that tingly feeling in my balls. You know, you know, a uh, celebrity you remind me of. Which one, bro? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, nah, fam. You don't think so? Mike Tyson outsmokes me any day of the fucking week. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm I don't know. He don't strike me as he eat babies. No, like man. Mike, like Mike, like Mike really, like Mike is a beast to where it was nothing that was going to stop him. He was going to eat you alive. He was going to go at it and he was going to rip you apart. Like, Go back to what you were saying about having the ability to know when to stop. That's what I was battling with, mm. right? The podcast. The last episode me and, and BJ did, right? We, the last two of them, me and yours, and then the panel one before that, right? We put a lot of emphasis on I was consistent every week. I had always drop the episode every Tuesday. No matter what I was going through, no matter what I had going on, there was an episode every Tuesday, right? And that was one thing that lingered in my mind. So I had to step back and say, all right, am I competing in my own head with the fact that I'm just so consistent to where it's gonna bother me to take a break that I'm not, that I took a Tuesday off? Or am I competing in my mind of caring what people would think of once I don't post one? They say, ha, there's that flaw. You're not undefeated anymore. And I'm like, damn. Why am I even going back and forth in my head with that anyway when you don't care what people see? Okay, and you know what? And I want to go back what you did about it. What did you do about it, my friend? I I I just what, what I was just saying, I had to really wake up and say, hey, you don't give a fuck what people if you need to take a break. Right. And guess stop, what? Stop. Yeah. yeah. And renew your mind. Mm-hmm. Because this is your crowd, you have to be the best version of it, of you 
for it to be the best for you. And right. if this is going to be something that's going to take you over the top and you want this to grow into something bigger than life itself, you need to make sure that you are on top of your game always. Mm-hmm. And if you need a break, hey, this is yours. You can take as many breaks as you want. If people are, are interested in listening, they will understand. They will wait because it, so it's podcasting is equivalent to the radio station, this network, direct TV. They change the fucking channels. If you're not on, they find something else to listen to until you like you, when your favorite show comes on on Tuesday, Wednesday through Monday, what do they do? They find something else to watch. When you have the season finale of your favorite show, you may be hurt. What? What you bitch about? Damn, it's the season finale. I can't wait till the new season. But what do you do? You can't wait till the new season starts. And as soon as they start advertising the new season, you thirsty. You have to look at it like that. If they really fuck with you, hey, when you come back, they gonna fuck with you. And and even when they do, stop paying attention to how long it takes before they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't expect so much of your your numbers or your whatever that you're doing so quickly to just move. Just let it grow. And you know what? That's okay to have that feeling. And it's okay. Like, seriously, here's my perspective. It's an honest perspective. But at the end of the day, you got to let people know. Like, hey, some came up, you know, like a quick broadcast and then post it. Like, hey, son came up for the family. I see y'all at a scheduled date that I posted up and be done with it. But that was then. This is now. You did what you did and that was done. But I do have a question before we end it. Not end it, but I do have a question about it. Of your consistency, did you do your best? Always. And you're a man of your word? Always. Then what's the problem is? Well, it ain't no problem now. Exactly. And it, and it, <laughs> it, it, it ain't a problem is, you know, the thing about what you just said too about, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think in this society we live in right now, I hear what you said about giving a quick broadcast and letting people know, hey, something came up, this, that, and the other. I think the problem with society right now in the world that we live in, we give people too much of us. When some people don't deserve that much of you and what's going on outside of what you're giving them, our personal lives and what we go through in detail and not even in detail, but even a brief. Sometimes, bruh, we can, it, it, when it's not something that happens on the regular, mm-hmm. as long as you know that person is alive, when they come back and they, we have to give people the time to feel like they're ready to discuss or open up to whatever that they're going through and what, and then what they give you 
in a respectable fashion of understanding, even if you can't understand. Take whatever that they give you and you move on that because the because the thing about it is, too, you would if even if we go through the same thing, our feelings of the magnitude of what we're going through is differently. I beg to differ. It's more of a matter of perspective because of how we take it. I mean, it's how we see logically. We, we, we men go through life with a logic first. Yeah. Then feelings. Yeah. We don't really feel shit by the end of the fucking day. Let's be real. We don't have time to. Yeah. Cause if we start feeling, we die. If we think we die. Okay. That's, that's how we are. We doers. Cause we're not like, philosophers and all that, because we don't know how to get fucking paid. You got to work out. You got to bust ass. You know what I mean? As soon as you turn 18, fuck, life has hit you around the fucking face, no matter if you're ready or not. Time waits on no man. Sometimes uh, life hard hit others before 18. You know what I mean? Just uh, your, your situation at your house. You know what I mean? Some parents putting their kids out. 15, 16, and just whatever cars they dealt and, with. Right. And I, and I agree on that. And I'm not knocking that. But I'm talking about an average household. You know, just because some people came from a two-parent household, they think they have an easy habit. No. No. They fuck up like everybody else. No one's fucking special. And nobody struggled. Nobody got a harder struggle to make a special struggle. I hate that fucking culture. My struggle is worse than your struggle, so I demand respect. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. How about go to war, okay? How about do other things? That's hard. Very hard. Come back and tell us about it. So by you going to the military, you think that made you become a better man and have your eyes open? It taught me, it taught me discipline like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, Man, when I came back from boot camp and came back from all, you know, going overseas and shit, okay. people didn't recognize me, dog. And what you, what you add to in, like, your size? Every, everything. everything. Okay. They didn't know my demeanor. They thought I was a happy, gold, lucky, you know, yeah. Antonio that y'all, you know, goofily know that yeah. to say stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, I watch what I fucking say now. I observe and I report as you, to as, them. As you should. As, as you should, yes, you observe and report to who? Your fucking self. Be, because you had to realize one small move, you can, your life will end. Like that. And it's so crazy because you don't have to go to war. Oh, yeah. For you to be on your P's and Q's like that. One small move as a regular civilian, the same thing can happen. If you don't pay attention or you miss one sign, that can end your life on the regular street. You don't have to. They just have to train for combat. And and most of them, even if they don't go to war, they're, they're training to prepare for what may come. To prepare yeah. their lives to be structurally ready to have a schedule. Shit. To have a routine. Mm-hmm. To don't break it. You want to take a shower for an hour. You will that would be your routine. You wake up at 5.01. Your body will be trained to wake up at 5.01 every time because when you first started, 
They own your ass. So the, with their techniques to keep you, to keep waking up at 501, it will now be embedded in you. They don't have to. You will now adapt that. I don't know, man. One thing I did talk about that in the army, you can sleep any fucking where. I could sleep behind your motherfucking chair if I want to. Yeah. You will get comfortable sleeping anywhere. I have net, bro. There are some, bro, I slept on top of a Humvee, Humvee during tarantula season. You ever heard about that shit? Mm-hmm. Imagine yourself in the desert, right? Swear to God. Swear on Boma. You wake up one morning, you know, got your little shit on, you know, look all around. Tarantulas, spiders everywhere. I swear to God, it's everywhere. Just fucking moving, and and the fucking the the that didn't creep me out. What creeped me out is how everybody react to it. Like they got out the truck and start kicking it around and shit, and go pee over there. And I'm like, so it didn't bother you. It did not bother him at all, I, and bro. We was running up with blanks. I swear to God, I wanted to detach this gun. It's you. <laughs> no, and just fucking boom the it, fucking it, it, town, it, man. It. I swear, bro, that shit, bro. Is that, this in the desert? Yes. You want to talk about PTS fucking D? I was still in the States. This is Texas. Shit. <laughs> I did not see this shit in Afghanistan, dog. That was in Texas. That was in Texas. It was, it was on a base? Bro, yes. Yes. Uh, that, it had, I was on the one of the most one of the biggest posts okay. of all America. Yes. Little old El Paso. They call it the asshole of Texas. I don't believe that. I think it's a taint of Texas. But the asshole, it doesn't smell stink there, so I can I can I can get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, like Bro, I, I wish y'all went, man. I swear to God. I, I wish y'all went because I have a nephew that's in. Yeah, no, don't wish that on me. And and bro, man, no, yeah. dog. I like, swear, I swear. The experience, I will pass. No, I, like, I, 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 listen. Let me tell you, the, the military, and this is no disrespect to you, because you went right, right. But I always said, growing up, I gave myself. I'll never forget. I was nineteen years old, twenty years old. I kept getting in trouble, kept going to jail, and I never forget. I was just like, man, I can't get it right. What the fuck? I say, man, like, and then every time. Growing up in that generation, your parents would always say, well, if you can't get right, go in the military. But they, that was, that was their go-to for a young man or somebody, a child that was struggling to find their way because they was depending on the military to give you discipline and finance you and house you as they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? That's because my parenting style didn't get it. So let me, hopefully they can pick up after you are grown now, help out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like, damn, boy, I will keep that an option, but that mean I got to be on my dick very bad. Like, there's nothing else. Like, no jobs were called. Like, I mean, not even a custodial job. Like, for me to mop a school floor or something, no job has to call for me to finally say, yeah, I'm going to the military. And I and and I put that in my mind because I never wanted to feel like that's where I needed to go. Because that there, no matter how that it has helped you, 
I do still believe, bro, that is a lot of trauma. That, bro, that you got to live with. That man that you will never, never, ever get rid of. To watch another man die next to you. And you have to press that and move. And, and don't even blink an eye to even render aid, but to keep moving on. Man, your adrenaline be so jacked up. You be on, put it like this, man. You be trained so much, you do this shit in your sleep. I swear to God. One time in fucking basic, they did this workout, right? They smoked the shit out of us. Motherfuckers were smoking themselves in their sleep. Working out while they're asleep. I start doing push-ups, sleepwalking. I was sleep pushing. Why? I do not know. I still remember. It's fucking hilarious. I'm high as a fucking kite. I'm higher than giraffe's pussy. <laughs> and, 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 and that's, bro, that got to be the worst no, feeling no, to feel my. like, bro, no, that it's implanted my. in your mind. That man. hard, that they have been pushing that so hard to you, bro, that you're mental. That's man. all you thinking about. How about this, You have man. no time to relax. If you think the military is bad, imagine what life is going on right now with all these subliminal messages. Come on, dog. Man, let me tell you. There's so many, so, like Looney Tunes. Let's talk about Looney Tunes. One of the most violent, but yet courageous cartoon ever that's still in this fucking land. I am so surprised the feminists didn't took that shit down because all that violence that shit is. I love that violence, man. Especially the old ones, like the, like the Tex Avery's and, you know, the bugs and all that, man. Mm-hmm. And now you see how time can change the world in the blink of an eye to realize that we don't have that long. Like, I put it like this. I did mushroom. And man, oh man. I was in another universe, dog. Matter of fact, I'll tell you about an ayahuasca trip that I did. First time ever. Drunk the tea. It was the best experience I can ever go for, man. I was riding. <laughs> I was like riding in my ship, like chilling. And I snapped my finger. I got out the ship and I saw my wife was with me. And I said, hey, baby, watch this. And I fucking clapped my hand. And then I fucking folded up like fucking Birdman and shit. And then I let it go. And I said some gangster shit like, let's be honest. And then fucking boom, like that. And everything, stars, moons, everything just expand. All from nothingness. And then we made this fucking planet. And I visited, like I visited every fucking year when I do this ayahuasca trip. Every year. And that shit is fucking beautiful, man. It has a purple hue. Okay. And the water. It's fucking dank green. And it should taste like jungle Kool-Aid. Jungle Kool-Aid? Yeah. That shit got vitamins and minerals. Has all kinds of fucking electrolytes that keeps you young and beautiful. Oh, I can't wait to die and go there, man. We call it. What? Where is this out of here? Oh, it's in the. Uh... <laughs> 
me and my wife made our own little planet, it's our own little dimension. Okay. So it's in a trip. Is this like a yeah. a trip? So that you with, go through. With, like with, everything was fractured, but yeah, we came, so like we was on a trip together. Y'all do it every year. Yeah. So it's like we have to understand too, like with drugs, it the mint it opens up some like weed, trunes and all that. It opens your mind. And when he can go to that trip, like he said, when he gets, when he does that, that shows you how much of an imagination that a person has. They just, when they're not under the influence, your psyche tells you to not open up like that. You have to be so relaxed for you to really explore your inner imagination. I don't know, man. Some people hold back on their imaginations. And it's like for you to give that story like that, would you really, as you're sober, do you take yourself to that place? Sober? I wouldn't even worry about it. Exactly. Because you have now gotten something to relax you, to open up your mind. And for you to finally go into a happy place. When you're sober, you have so many other things you feel like you got to worry about. You don't have the time to sit there and and enjoy the inner thoughts, your inner you. Because no matter how old we are, we still believe and want fairy tales and sparkling lights. Like you said, the the the, the sparkles and beautiful things sunshine, flowers, shit like that, happiness and peace, that that all signifies happiness, peace. Because you did not explain anything that was killing, torture, anything like that. <laughs> when you go to that place, you are in a, the best feeling of yourself because you said, damn, I can't wait till we take that trip again. Shit, I was flying and people said, what's up? I saw like dinosaurs, they wave at me and shit. Bro, I swear to God, I have a, I have, I have a fucking mind blower. Is a rhino a warrior's unicorn? Mm, shit. I ain't down because of the damn. Sheesh. Or an obese unicorn. <laughs> oh, uh, the unicorn's fat cousin. The fat, unattractive cousin. You know what I'm saying? I look at it like that. Right, right, right. So, but but again, when you think that do you have to sometimes do when do people think of to to feel comfortable enough to tap into those type of thoughts sober or feeling like to be comfortable enough to have people are so awkward in this world now that you would give these type of teasers and these those things and they you will people will worry about being called weird. Okay. Now or being called crazy. Right. And trust me, y'all know me from high school. I am pretty fucking weird and I am pretty fucking crazy. I'm not saying I am I mean back then that's why I was perceived as. That's why I think I perceived as. Don't know about now though, because fucks out the window. I see what you mean by that and thank you. But I have to retract my statement. You can access DMT, 
but it's going to sound very weird. You got to do it through meditation. Mm, yeah. And certain meditation can help you with your, you have to squeeze one of your glands, like your down there gland. There's a gland down there you have to squeeze that releases the DMT, the tank gland, basically. I call it the tank gland. Sheesh. And as you hold your breath, you squeeze. Don't squeeze too much because you pass out. But you will get the same effects of going through an ayahuasca trip. I'm talking about I mean, that's just fractured sad. and everything. From your own eyes. I'm not saying from you open it, but when you close it, you'll see it too. That just sounds like you just gave a description of somebody busting a nut. Uh, like, that's just, I, I, that's just what I just, it's like, cause even, cause you had me with the meditation. Right? But, but, you still, yeah, but still, then when yeah. you said stop squeezing the gland, I was just like, that just sounds like you just gonna tell me to go in the room and beat off. Like, to release something to where that now I'm in heaven like that. It's like the meditation part. I feel like it takes discipline yes. to relax yourself to when you're sober meditation to when that follow the direction when it says clear your mind. Okay. And how do you do that? You have to be disciplined to do it. Like, because everybody has the mind is always just thinking about okay, something. Okay. I it's want you, always moving. Okay. Walk me through a meditation. Everybody's all different. Okay, but walk me through one. I mean, I've not done one in a long time, but from from what I used to do, it was like 15 minutes. It would play the music and it would tell you to breathe. It would tell you, relax your mind. But I think the best thing it is that really relaxes you is the soothing music and the waterfalls in the background that stops it. It's not the talking. It's the it's the music and the soothing noise in the background that got me. Okay, and and cool. I respect that. So what's yours? I mean that that's that's a good one. Yeah. Now for me, how I meditate, I warm up my meditation, you know, just quick little breathing exercise and in through your nose six, out through your mouth six. Do a little bit of um you know, tummy tuck. You know, hold your breath in like this. What I described was to go through your four corners of your abdomen, under your rib cage, and your kidneys, because um helps you relax it more. It helps you breathe more. And you exhale. And then after that, I take thirty good breaths. You know, as you heard of my Structure popped already. 30 breaths like that. And then I exhale. And then I hold my breath and just. Just so you do this every day? Actually, I do it every other day. Okay. It is, I take the weekends off. So I do it practically every, like coming home from the gym and kids be in bed and actually everybody be in bed. And I just sit there. Turn everything off, everything in darkness, and just meditate for at least shit. 15 minutes. But if I had a rough fucking day, I would try to push for at least 30. Mm. 
And it was to the point that when you meditate, that I actually cry when I meditate because it's like a thousand. It's like it's like meditating to me is like cleaning out my closet, mm-hmm. a mental closet that I say, okay, I think about it later and just get stuffed in a fucking box. And then you'd be like, fuck. And you'd be in your mind and be like, oh shit, I ain't got nothing going on but my breathing. I'm in space. Okay, let me see here. You just look around your fucking mind. You see the dirty ass, dingy closet. You know what I'm saying? And everything clean. You got your stay. You got everything you want. You gain. You got everything you need. But that closet, man, it fucks with you. It calls you. It needs to be worked in. And that. So does working out help you with your mind as well? Oh, fuck yeah, man. Oh, dude. It lowers your blood pressure like a motherfucker. Like, I love salty foods. It was to the point. That I got high, high blood pressure and shit. So that helped me out tremendously. Hell, thanks to working out, I lost over a hundred plus pounds. I lost a fucking hundred plus. You lost a, a teenager. <laughs> yeah. I lost two kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I know one thing that really helped me, which I'm going to do again. Roger. Um, is my 21 day fast. Mm. Um, I'm going to do it again in June. Okay. Man, that was the best. And, and when you really do it, like, I can't knock anybody, you know, what they get out of their fences when they do it. Mm. I, I don't know. I can't, I'm not inside anybody's, you know, soul and being, but I know from me. Okay. What I took. It was an amazing thing because I felt like I took a lot of signs and things that was given to me and I really caught them immediately. When I prayed and said, send it to me, I did not get a sign and be like, oh, no, that ain't it. That's got to be just a coincidence. I didn't. I took that and was obedient. And when I did, I was correct. I did. I moved spiritually in a lot of things instead of doing it human. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I walked with nothing but faith and spiritually and everything. I And just like when Trey used to be here, I never forget. He was always talking about just saying thank you. And no matter good or bad, I just begin to be in the habit to just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just that simple. Thank you, Lord. And I would just be random, like, and I can see how people, even in the midst of an argument or a back and forth or just something of me having my, you know, just me being antsy in front, you know, around people and they would hear me. I would just say, you know, randomly just, thank you, Lord. And they would look, you know what I'm saying? And look at me crazy, but it, it helped me. And it's like, I'm eager to see if I do it again, what else I will be revealed to, what else he will give me. Because if he's proud of my obedience, that go around. I was like, damn, 
he tell he tells you all the time, all you have to do is do what I say and you can get whatever that you ask for. And I just believe that shit. God ain't never asked us to do nothing not to wait. That was just that can harm us. That's too hard. The Bible say he never put too much on you that you can't bear. So if he's telling you to follow my word and you can have, it's like, well, shit, let me see. And when I did it, I got it. Yeah. I got all the answers to the questions that I asked. Every last one of them. Now, do I like the way I got it? Could I felt like it could have been a little more painless? Yes. But I'm thankful that it came. And, you know, still on the push-up, still going to the gym. But, you know, I really encourage people, man, like, if you do drugs, yes, we fine. Open up your mind. But all these other drugs that society is pushing, Molly, X pills, Percocet, Xanax, um, all of that, man, put that shit down. Celine, put that shit down. That alcohol, put that shit down. Come on, man. You know that's never going to happen. Man, but let me tell you, every, I, I get it. Every generation, my man, someone dies from that. I Someone's never realized. I never realized because I'm not an alcoholic, but I never realized how alcohol can be your dependent to mask a lot of your pain <laughs> that you try to just drown. And I and and when I came to terms, I was like, damn, am I really going through it this bad? That what the fuck? Try I don't answer. drink. Try to find an answer in the bottle, huh? Yeah, like. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell? Bruh, alcohol and drugs is, I'm talking about that is a bag of bad decisions. Yeah. And it is all, and, and it either can cost your life or it costs you financially. Okay, and guess what? Here's the sad reality. It's fucking legal. Even when it's illegal, they was making it in the fucking tub. Bootlegging. Hell, our grandfathers probably did that shit. Truth be fucking told. <laughs> it's like, bro. But that's life. Like, right. like cigarettes. That kills too. every fucking... Come on, man. I used to smoke cigarettes in the military every fucking day. I, I have lost count how many packs of camel light menthol with the fucking bubble cost me. That you had to pop it. To, yeah, that, that, yeah. Oh, that shit, was, the, that shit was so menthol, bro. That shit was so, that, hit. that shit was so fresh, bro. Oh, shit. That shit, hey, that shit tastes like a goddamn yeah. deodorant, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean, bro? You know what I mean, You bro. can hear it. Yeah, you're like, hey! That's when you can hit it. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway. <laughs> Kill me every fucking day. I couldn't run to save my life. Could not fucking run. Probably still can't fucking run. Shit, that's probably like I got out of the military. I couldn't run to save my life, though. Even even when I got real good at it, that's when my discipline fell, man, because I got too cocky. Mm. See, that that's what really what man failure comes to be. Yeah. How confident is confident? Yeah. Yeah. It's too confident. Yeah. And and that's where I have had to step back. And that's what I learned through my fast, too. 
And that is what's the first thing you do is step back. And you know, another thing you can do, man, like church, yoga, bro, you'll be so limber, dog. Heard about that. Bro, fam, go to a yoga class. Just go to a yoga class. See how many fine, ooh, we, ooh, hey, myself being there, church, he was telling me about it. I had to see it myself. I was like, bruh, I'm going to, hey, if I had a membership, I'd be rat day, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I'll be living today, sometimes, and, and that's not even a bad thing. Sometimes you have to have something to motivate you to want to go better yourself. It's called YouTube. Just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so even if you go into a yoga class or you're YouTubing it and you're doing it in your, you know what I'm saying, in your living room, but you got to have something to make you want to do it. And, 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 and I'm sorry to cut you off, but only you can stop you. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of us stop ourselves. Are stopping ourselves because our mind is not callous enough to say, "I'm going to keep going." I, this mind tells me you're not because I don't want to know my fucking results. We are in our own way. Yeah, man. And we have to be able to step back. Like I've I've really was able to accept. Just do what you're gonna do with me. I, I I accept it, like because I am not. I wasn't created for me to walk within my own anyway. You know that the Bible said that you know God was within Jesus. That's how He talked to Him. He was in Him. That means, and then we always say the Spirit is in us. And how so, did Jesus gone again? That God was in through Jesus, and who took out Jesus, or what took out Jesus? Trail. Yeah. To the very end, it was betrayal. All in the end, on him that he created. Not saying I question humanity, but humanity always question us. But and we don't. Because humanity need is not spiritual. If you, what you, for you to want to see someone go through harm, to put someone in harm's way because of jealousy, hate, and envy, that is a bad spirit that has been within you. But it's been there since the beginning of time. But the thing about it is, it's all influence. But we was born into sin. That's correct. But as long as you continue to be steadfast in the right, spiritually to where you have to, you have to feed yourself in a positive way Always, we are not perfect. Okay, so here's how we fucked up. Not we, but me. Were you baptized as yeah. a baby? Yeah. You was? Yeah. Some young age. You was? Were you Were you baptized as a young age? At 12, then I just did it. At 12, okay. I was never baptized, so I was already fucked up. See the difference? But not everyone was baptized as a baby. But the thing is about that. that to be in sin. It was just a traditional. And we seen it. We, your, your mama, your mama tell you about it. And you do it because they. They're telling you to do it. Yeah. They just used to it. For yourself. Yeah. Because I didn't realize, okay, when I got older in age, I said, okay, now I'm starting to understand for myself. Mm-hmm. Now that I understand it, let me do it for myself as in getting baptized. So it's. 
I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it, I mean, we're born into sin, and we can I sin mean, as yeah, babies. We, we, we can we, we can shit the diaper and still go to hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can shit the wrong way. Like, come on, man. Even down to the Crusades. If you're not with Christ, you go with what? A head on a pike. Yeah, they were that fucking gangster. But this place, this world was founded on peace with so much blood that we can't even say their names. But when when it says you're going against his word results into bad things or death, does, does that, that, do you hear that? And feel that because he has taken his hand off of you, because you have not walked into that path, that you're able to be subjected to the enemy to come swoop in to be able to do his work. And that's the thing that I also had to really sit down and and take a real deep dive look at to where it's saying, you know, a lot of people always ask, you know, if God loved the world, how do he allow people to be shot dead or for babies to be abused or anything like that? I We all know kids are not in control of their sins. I mean, let's not go about abortions now, shall we? I'm just pointing that out for the simple fact that people are capable of evil. Yeah. People are capable of evil. You, you, you can say they're good, but deep down. They are capable of doing fucked up shit. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I I mean, we all done some shady shit that we don't even think is shady. But we know. We know it's shady. We but know. Uh, come on now. We come, know, we know what's shady. Come on, man. You know there's a few people you know they think it's all right to go drive, go on a joyride in a car, you know, for example. Yeah, but you but they know that that's not right. Right, but so, they, but they convinced themselves. Okay, that that's that's what they needs talk to be said themselves. That they have convinced it. because if you they, tell yourself a lie so much, it turns to the truth. Yes, they begin to they begin. It's their truth, and it so, and, and it makes it to reality. And and the thing about their truth, oh my God, I'm oh boy, I'm glad you say that. Their truth is so fuck that that truth shit is so fucking sad. Truth is the truth, no matter what the truth is spoken. Is what we do with the truth counters our actions. It counts for an action to tell the truth and say, okay, what do you think of it? X, Y, and Z. What do you think of it? X, Y, and Z. No one's perfect. I mean, hell, the end of the day, every 12 to 10 seconds, someone's gone. Every 40 seconds is a veteran. Now, you could say every 12 or five seconds, some being born, but guess what? What are the marriage rates again? Yeah. Not that high? The lowest it's ever been since what? Does, I don't know. Maybe the 80s, more or less. Don't quote me. No need to quote me, guys. But it's been, it's going down to shit, man. I mean, thanks to this modern day era of, you know, YOLO. YOLO, yeah. You know, and hot girl summer and hot boy summer. Who wants to be a dad? Who wants to be a mom now? Who wants to be a housewife? Who wants to be a man that not only protects his family, but guarantees a family's welfare and being? That's not an easy task. 
It's not an easy task. It's not an easy duty. But guess what? It's a fucking duty that we got to uphold as men. We men, are we? And that, that, but, and then even men and women, like, we have to, if a man has to forever be held accountable for his charge of being a man, it is also the right for a woman to be accountable of what her charge is as a woman. 100%. 100%. Because, yes, being a mother never stops. Yes. Again, though, a man's job, we have to protect. We, we The only time a woman has to protect mm-hmm. is when that man is A, not around, or B, he is wounded. Mm-hmm. But more so, the woman would never have to take that charge to have to protect. And not only that, the man has to put his life on the line to protect that y'all will be able to live on and you find somebody else. You ever heard to have to come and protect again to yeah. keep using the man as a human shield. Okay. And I have a story to tell about that. Well, I don't know the story 100% true, but it's funny as hell to say that. We all familiar with Genghis Khan, right? What? This man pillage villages for fun. You know what he do to all the women? He does he kill all the guys, but you know he does all the women. He keeps them and impregnate them. Every okay, Mavay, you know what a fun statistic? One every one hundred guys on this planet is related to Genghis Khan today. Shit, and that and that was just one. I'm talking, and then there's you know Muhammad. You know he's been slanging. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, we hear the seed, man, but before we hear the seed, we gotta look. We gotta pick. We the prize. Don't get me wrong. Women are the prize too. But who picks us? Our boy Summer. Who picks us? Women, women have access, okay, to sex and to who bring into this world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Men, we are access to relationships and marriage. That's that. Any questions? I mean, you ain't you ain't never, you ain't lying. You ain't lying at all about that. But I'm I'm really really like it. It was I know we spoke about you coming on, man. Like two or three months ago. Like I know this was initially like something we've been talked about, and I tell everybody that come on. I know it was. Well, it was waited on, but I, I tell them, you know, when they finally do, it was so worth the wait to finally get you in. And not only that, you know, to find out, to really remember that it's veterans, you know, it's a Memorial Day weekend. Like, damn, how crazy is that, that I brought you in, you know, on, you know, your own Memorial Day weekend. Like, damn. So your episode now, this is something that it's your weekend, but this is your tribute. Like how, you know, and, and for you to say thank you, because I was like, damn, I want you to be the first one to be on after my break. But it was like, you know, not only that, damn, 
I didn't realize it was Memorial Day weekend. So now it's like, yeah, this is all about you, bro. Um, I'm not going to take all the credit. I'm not going to say it's all about me. It's all about the people that are not here to enjoy the fruits of labor. Well, not just the fruits of labor, but to be the ones that, you know, wanted them to be where they wanted to be with them. The ones that's not here. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, I get it. Memorial, you know. With Jay was saying, like, it, it, all this happened for a reason. Right. He, 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 got, it's, dunked, he got done with the fast. It's, it's, you were supposed to come on, but everything happened for a reason. You were the voice for the people that would, that did serve. Yeah, like you, you were fortunate to have a platform on this weekend for the voices that did not make it, for the ones who did make it, but they're sitting at home, not doing anything. They don't have a platform to speak about, you know, their good times, their bad times, what they went through, because right. a lot of you guys went through a lot that regular people don't go through on a regular basis. And that's okay. And this is a thank you. And that's okay. This is something that for all, you may not, this may give you a holiday that people tell you, thank you for your service. You, It gets redundant that you hear that all the time. Sometimes. Not, 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 not really. It's not really redundant, but it's more for like, you know, respect, you know, like, like then I started comparing myself, but you know, comparison is a thief of joy. So I, I more of like come to terms with him and say, you know what, you're welcome, and thank you for, you know, you know, you're welcome. I'm glad you thank me for my service, and I thank you for you know being alive. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no comeback for that shit. You know, you can't say you're welcome because it could be any kind of service. Yeah, I wish I could give a service. Like seriously, think about it. Thank you for your service. Like, the service you offer, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Especially, if, especially, you know, you know, a little, you know, a little fine honey. Like, thank you for your service. Oh man, I, you know, you know, you know, you know, I'm a sailor, right? You know, I'm a seaman, right? You know, I'm a seaman. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like I say, man, just thank you for taking the time to be in on, man. Uh, B, you got something um, before we close out? Oh, this is it. Yeah. How long have we been talking? Man, we almost we have been almost talking for two hours. Man. Two hours, uh, uh, like an hour and thirty five minutes. Man. Oh man, we didn't even do our mind blowers. How long you thought we were talking for? Like an hour. An hour. I thought we were talking for an hour. You should smooth the talking it gets. Yeah, like that's why we don't use topics, bro. <laughs> this is strictly dialogue. <laughs> Free off the mind. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just happy to be back in the right behold, man. Um, not just your mental is uh need to be treated, but uh mine as well. Um it was an honor for you to come on, Chief, and uh be a voice for the people that don't have a voice, but uh everything happened for a reason. That's it, bro. Yeah, you know what? Myself a little close out too. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. So, what I like to say is, I like to thank y'all for having a platform for something that y'all build from an idea, and y'all stay consistent. You could call it a hiccup, but that makes you human. It is what it is. 
the end of the day, you got somebody that still loves you. That's all that matters. Ones that work with you, be with you. That's all that. That's all that you should care about. Because when you come in a good faith, you become fucking invincible. Because ain't nothing going to come in your fucking life into your strong mind and your strong will to push forward. Because you can tell somebody's not pushing. You, you can just tell. Especially, not saying just in the gym, but in life. And y'all just push. And I'm not saying stop. I'm not saying slow down, but make sure you stay consistent over intensity. Rock steady, brothers. And I will. I will. We will. Um, I told B, bros, the summer is, is definitely is ours. Um, going into 2023 is about we are going to be in abundance because, like you said, I have to have my mind right because I'm the head of it. And I am now taking diligent steps to make sure that I am as faithful as possible as I can be because this is, and I want to make sure the things that we're doing, we're doing in good faith Mm -hmm. and we're doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? We are using this to help the people and be a voice for the people, not being messy, not just, you know, just putting anything out into the atmosphere. And that's why I have been working on myself. And now that I see what it can do for me, just from that one time, like, I want to do it more and I'm going to continue to do it more um, because it feels good. And I, like I said, you know, just cutting out a lot of the bad habits that I had and just purifying my mind and my body, you realize you're a little more dope than you realize, you know, you don't understand. You don't need, to be under the influence to be the life of the party. You don't need to be under the influence to really get into your head and fantasize about a good area that your perfect place that you want to be as long as you're pure and as long as you're steadfast and focused, you will stay there because you will, you will be positive and you will be moving differently. And once I seen that, I was like, damn, no matter what I go through, yes, I'm going to be tried over and over again. The devil knows when you're trying to do right, he's going to push you to make you snap, to make you relapse, and you do anything and to stress you out because with stress brings those bad habits. And it kills you. And it kills you. He wants you to die. So it's like, being pure like that, it feels good. And I'm going to continue it. But I mean, I, I want to go back to what I said from the beginning, not to counter it, but to interact what you said. It's a never ending battle of knowing thyself. I mean, you think it's a laundry list? Shit. It's a galaxy list. I mean... <laughs> And by the time we even start looking at the important things that we want to do, time up, bro. Time up. Time up. Nothing you can do, Jack. And man, that's that's and that ain't scary. It ain't scary. It ain't scary. It's part of life. It's, it's reality. Part of life is part of reality. Because I'm not saying God is good or evil, but he is more logical than I ever thought. 
He brings you to a place coming out of, from pure dark to pure light, growing from the outside of the light to see the dark that is within the light. Sheesh. <laughs> Boy, that's powerful. I mean, well, hey, thanks again Roger. for your service, man. And coming through in the rabbit hole and it's JP on the FWM podcast. Y'all ready? Tell me who be that? Have Biggie. Girl say he cutie, absolutely jiggy. I be that big fella in the summer sporting linen. Bacardi and lemon, party with the women. Big Dada, Papi Grande, six double O push up. Where your hand? My belly stay jiggling, keeping your backside wiggling. Who figuring this than me? Nobody have got it. Find the rocket party. I be sending chills through your body Y'all ain't seen nothing quite like me I be getting down on the M.I.C Only down peace, you gon' catch me with Big Belly, can you handle it? Hep Diggy, Niggy, be Jiggy Baby, you ready for Big Daddy? How many you want it? How many you need it? Ranges and sixes. Why you getting chump chains in the business? Things look delicious. Buddies that I hung with chains look suspicious. What is it? Must be the fame and the digits. Big kid from Mount V. In the top ten, you count me. We're rhyming off for tracks that's bouncy. Ladies howling. One of the young and old folks. Thanks to the banks that hold my ghost notes. Heavy. Make the crowd wiggle like spaghetti. Water bed. Baby, are you ready? Spend it. Deep been big since the beginning. Stay winning. Grinning.